0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Asher Marketing Podcast. This podcast is hosted by Asher Agency, a full-service partner to clients nationwide. Asher's services include media planning, creative, digital and social, website development, public relations, printing and fulfillment, and more. Anything you need to connect with your prospects and tell your story. To learn more, visit asheragency.com or contact us at hello at asheragency.com. Hello, everyone. My guest is Chad Romy. Chad, how are you doing? Great. You? I'm doing great. Thanks for joining us. I appreciate it, especially since you now have four kids who are dealing with summer stuff. Is that correct? Yeah, we just uh, got out last week. So. All right. So what are the plans for summer? What are they doing? Well,
1: last, It seems like we're, we're a lot less involved this summer than we were last. Okay. I think my wife just decided to sign up for fewer camps and yeah. just try to, to go it at home. But we, you know, sports and yeah, we got basketball
0: going on and we got some horse lessons and piano lessons, but well, four is a lot to manage. What what I found, found is so my son is 23, what I found is you figure out the exact right cadence of how you should handle summer when they go to college. It's like, <laughs> that's when you master it. It's like, oh, I have yeah. figured out I have all the answers. So, um, maybe you will get there sooner with the practice on three before you get there. Well, the yeah, and two
1: of them really only act, have activities. I have a 12-year-old and a 10-year-old and yeah. we have, have a gap and so we have a 4-year-old and a 2-year-old. Okay. So they don't okay. have activities yet but they're going along to all the activities oh. which I think is probably why we're not doing as many this year yeah, because that's it's tiring
0: having oh yeah yeah it's a lot and especially the two-year-old comes with some stuff accessories and all that stuff well I applaud you for all that I was the youngest of four myself and I remember when my son was born because I only had one child. I remember when my son was born, I was like, oh, this explains a lot. This is hard. And my parents had to do this four times. (laughs) Yeah, it's a change. Yeah, it's a change. Well, uh, we are here not to talk entirely about your kids. We want to learn a little bit about you. So, Chad, the first thing that I usually ask our guests about is career path. And you're in a career that is sort of determined by your college degree. But I want to start earlier than that. And, And I'd like to hear What were you thinking about in terms of potential careers? Were you in middle school and you said, I want to be an attorney and stuck with that? Or when did you start thinking about what you wanted to do? What did that look like and where did you go from there?
1: right. So uh, coming out of high school, I went to Blackhawk Christian. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say back then, uh, it seemed like a lot of schools weren't hyper-focused on college prep. Mm -hmm. And I think Blackhawk fit into that. And I think now they've they've changed that quite a bit. But uh, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I knew my dad's accountant was a super nice guy, and he drove a car that I liked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and I was like, oh, I like that car, and I like math. And accounting really has nothing. It, it uses numbers, but it's not a math discipline. Correct. Um, It's it's a rules discipline. Yeah. And so I went to Manchester College, and it's the only place I applied. They had a great accounting yep. program. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I went off there knowing that I wanted to be an accountant, and soon thereafter, realizing I do not want to be an accountant <laughs> yeah, and yeah three of my uh, three of my roommates there were, okay were thinking about or going to law school
0: uh-huh okay
1: and so I thought you're telling me I don't have to get a job for another three years <laughs> if I go to law school that's really yeah. what it was yeah. I didn't I wanted to be a sports agent at that point yeah. you know you know. I wanted to go and represent athletes and be, sure. be the guy. And and that lasted for about a week at law school. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, so I went to law school really because I was just influenced by the guys that I was living with. They were going to law school. OK.
0: And uh, yeah. OK. Well, it's funny you mentioned about accounting because literally, so I was an accounting major for one semester of college. And it was the worst, the world's worst college semester ever that any student has ever had yeah. because it was accounting. And I ended up as an English major, if that tells you how much of a how much of a path it was. But the reason I was an accounting major in part was because my high school accounting teacher was a nice guy and drove an MG convertible and I thought his car was cool. I was like, (laughs) maybe I want to be an accountant. So yeah, similar thing. That's how people become accountants. There it is, there it is. So you look at your teacher's car, if you like it, go. you're an accounting major. So you went to University of Virginia Law School, correct? Yes. So grew up in Northeast Indiana, went to school not far from here for your bachelor's degree. Why University of Virginia? Well, I knew for
1: a fact I didn't want to come back to Indiana. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. knew it for a fact. (laughs) Yeah. And I wanted a school with a national name recognition, and Virginia is a a very good school. And I thought, okay, I don't know where I want to be, Sure. but this name will travel. Yeah. And so from Virginia, I went and practiced in Atlanta for- a year. And, and what what area of law were you in at that time? Uh, transactional business yeah. stuff. Okay. Com- company A buying company yep. B, and they have a bunch of lawyers in the middle, you know, yeah. reviewing was documents. Was this a big firm? It was a, a very, uh, now it's, I think, I think a top 30 firm okay. in the world in yeah. terms of size. Mm-hmm. Uh, our office wasn't huge, but they yeah. had offices all over the sure. place. They had a, a very large uh, entertainment Law Division, which okay. I wasn't a part of, but mm-hmm. I did get to write one letter for Jimmy Buffett. All right, and so well, that's my claim to fame. <laughs> one letter, somebody was using the, the 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 phrase "cheeseburger in paradise" on their menu, and I had to, I got to write a letter.
0: Okay, that was fun. so. So you got to be the bad guy who took cheeseburger in paradise off the off the menu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah It was
1: again. It was a it was a fun project. Yeah, to work sure,
0: on. sure. So you're in Atlanta, and you do that for how long? I did it for 13 months. I loved Atlanta. Yeah, I fell in love with. The Atlanta Braves. Ah, okay.
1: I hated working in a big firm. Yeah, hated it. Yeah. Where I, I, I got home one night. I was living with a, a guy from that had, I'd gone to UVA with Virginia with, and I said, Chuck, if they doubled my salary, I would still want to quit. Yeah, yeah. And we quickly determined <laughs> they weren't going to double my salary. And I, yeah. I was single at the time. Sure. I, I had been. I had been paying my student loans really aggressively that first yeah. year because I knew big law firm life wasn't for me.
0: Sure. Um, so you said, I'm going to capitalize on this when I can from well, a financial standpoint. Yeah.
1: And but, nobody yeah. said, Chad, don't quit.
0: Yeah. Don't <laughs> quit. I was like, my parents didn't
1: say. Really? And really? this was, I mean, this was back in, this was 20 years ago at this sure. point. My parents, sure. when my parents didn't say, Chad, what are you doing? Because back then in, in larger cities, they paid first year associates at these big firms very well. Mm-hmm. Like, overpaid. Mm-hmm. I was being overpaid.
0: Yeah. Well, it was yeah. sort of a signing bonus, right? It's like we want to get talented people in the door because once they're here, we expect they'll stay forever. Was that the thinking? It was right, bef- right before
1: I started. There was some, there was like wage wars between these uh, big firms. Okay. And so basically, if you went to a particular city, you yeah. made a particular amount of money, no matter what firm you worked at. They just, they and it had gone... It had like skyrocketed the couple years before that I, yeah. before I okay. came so out. So good timing. Yeah. It was good timing. And, <laughs> yeah. and, but from there, they, they just kind of eked you up. So that first year starting salary, uh-huh. you might be making 15% less than the guy who'd been there four years. And I guarantee you, he is much more valuable <laughs> than <laughs> yeah. a fourth year associate. It's, it's, it provides a lot more value than a first year associate. Sure. First sure. year associates, I'm kind of dead weight. Mm-hmm. I mean, no offense to any first-year associates who are listening to this, but I was—I didn't you know what I was. You're doing. You're learning. You're learning. Yeah, for sure. And so you're you're being overpaid and and just working in a big firm. It's you're keeping track of your time every mm-hmm. six minutes, and it mm-hmm. just wasn't it yeah. wasn't for me. I didn't have any obligations, so I quit. Yep. I moved when I quit. Then I didn't have any income. So so like, quit yeah.
0: with no next job. Literally, yeah. Wow. I mean, okay. that's
1: how that's how that's how bad of a fit a big law firm was for me. I just did not like it. At all.
0: So were you self-aware enough to say it's not the practice of law, it's the big firm that I want to work for? Or did you question maybe I don't want to do any of this?
1: It was – no. no. Uh, I knew that I wasn't I, – I was never good at office politics. Yeah. And there's a tremendous amount of that, mm-hmm. at least in the firm that I was in. Sure. I'm sure there are some big firms sure. that are much more enjoyable to sure. work, work for. Sure. Uh, I wasn't good at them. I remember one day I was going home. I was early in the process, and I didn't have any work to do. Like, as a first-year, you're not generating clients. You're working on somebody else's clients. Yeah. And I was getting ready to go home. It was 530 or 6, and one of the secretaries who had been there forever, and if you are a first-year associate listening to this, listen to the secretary who has been there forever. She knows more than you will ever know. Sure. Uh, And she said, what are you doing? I said, I'm going home. She said, why are you going home? I said, I don't have any work to do. She said, that doesn't matter.
0: <laughs> She's like, so it was all about appearances. Yeah, you need yeah. to go
1: back and sit in your office so that people know you're here. I'm like... Bleh. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think I still went home that night, but it yeah. just... Ate at me. It's like it didn't make any sense. Didn't make any sense yeah. to me, and I yeah. would have never thought of that on my own as a yeah. young attorney. And so I just <laughs> I was never good at playing those
0: sure. those, those sure. kind of games. Well, well, I I worked for a big law firm in marketing for ten months, and the reason it was ten months, I remember I was working for a big healthcare company, and I told someone. You know the big healthcare company. It's too bureaucratic. It moves too slow, and there's too much office politics. And they said, "Where you going?" I said, "I'm going to work for a big law firm." And they just laughed at me. And then ten months later, I ended up leaving there and coming here. So very different world, but certainly understand that. So you are then unemployed with a law degree and experience, but you know you don't want to work for a big firm. So what do you do next? I moved back to Fort Wayne. Okay. Yeah. And so I had I had stockpiled a little bit of money Mm -hmm. because again I.
1: I had, my expenses were nothing, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, so I stockpiled a little bit of money. I moved back home, tried to figure it out. I went to work in a coffee shop. Mm-hmm. Uh, Interesting. Yeah. I mean, just as yep. a, hey. Just to make this, some money. This, and, this, and not even, it wasn't even for the money. I think I was working for my cousin okay. at the time. I think he was paying me like $8 yeah. or whatever it was. So killing time more than anything else. It was else. something to do. Yeah, yeah. I just was so burnt out from yeah. what I'd just gone yeah. through. Worked in a coffee shop. And then I ended up working in a family uh, real estate investment business okay. for a few years, yep. it, it was struggling. I thought again, I'm not, I don't have requirements financially other than yeah. paying the student loan, and so I worked for free mm-hmm. in this family yeah. business for a few years. Mm-hmm. Just again, because I could, yep. not because it was necessarily going to be a career sure. path. Sure. And then I did some sales, mm-hmm. and then I met a woman. Mm-hmm. You can't work for free anymore <laughs> yeah. at that yeah. point. I met, I met someone. I thought, okay, I got to figure out yeah. what I want to do. That eventually led me back. The law uh-huh. because that woman was Tom Blackburn's daughter. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And after we got married, I did not want to work for him. Yeah. But after I got talking to him, I thought that sounds interesting. Mm-hmm. What you do sounds interesting. And more importantly, it doesn't
0: it doesn't match what my preconceived notions of what you sure, did sure sure so so a couple questions so how did you and your your wife meet uh, we were set up by the the cousin uh, that I worked uh, at his coffee shop ah uh, okay yeah. it she's six, she's she's 6 7 years younger than i am yeah, so yeah. it was it anyway, okay, all right and, and what was it that you saw that you heard you said you know that's that m- sounds better to me specifically what did you hear that made you so, say yeah that's kind of what i'm looking for so my personality is I'm all about fairness.
1: Yeah. Okay. And so growing up in a pretty conservative area, mm-hmm. Fortman's a pretty conservative yep. area, and I yep. think uh, in a pretty conservative family, I think conservatives by by uh, generally speaking, and I, I can tell you my family, have this idea of what a personal injury practice looks like, mm-hmm. what it is, mm-hmm. uh, and the type of people who hire personal injury lawyers might be trying to work the system. Mm-hmm. Might be trying to yeah. take advantage the, of a situation. The
0: cliche is, I'm going to rear end someone, and it's going to yeah. be you know, a, a fender bender, and the person's going to grab their neck, and they're going to want to sue me yeah. for all the money I have. I've been at yeah. Blackburn and Green, Blackburn and Romy
1: for uh, approaching 14 years, yeah. and I've had one person come in in yeah. a neck brace. Yeah, And I mean, the person legitimately needed, they needed a, neck a neck brace, brace. Yeah. <laughs> but I just thought, well, everyone's going to come yeah. in in a neck yeah. brace. And so after when I started talking to Tom, it was, like I said, I'm, I'm motivated by fairness, mm-hmm. and he represents people who are just not being treated fairly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He, they're, it, the power imbalance, when you get injured in an accident, the power imbalance between you and that $40, $50, 60000000000 billion insurance company on the mm-hmm. other side who's got nothing but time on their hands, yeah. and they know you're out of work, yeah. they know you're not working, they know you got bills piling up. It's it's just i've seen some pretty gross stuff with how yeah. the people
0: on our side of the equation are being treated sure. and so Well, I would imagine some of it is experience. That insurance company also has, in in most cases, decades of experience in negotiation and how to deal with this stuff and what is the point of diminishing returns on settlements and all that. And the average person has none of that. You're coming in, it's the first time you're doing it.
1: it, It's it's not necessarily, experience is one thing, it's data. Mm -hmm. Data Mm -hmm. is the other Mm -hmm. thing. And so they're not just going in there, State Farm's not shooting from the hip. Mm -hmm. I mean, they, they have, it's a very you know, rigorous and and complex. Okay, this is how much we're permitted yeah. to offer. So, sure, I'm um, their insurance companies. We they're offering to the penny mm-hmm. because that's what their computer tells them they're allowed mm-hmm. to offer. Mm-hmm. And they're again, it's not a guy in the back room, yeah. you know, smoking a cigarette and they're and putting pencil to paper. It's yeah. a computer telling the adjusters, hey, sure. here, here's how much you're allowed to offer, and it's based on you know decades of data yeah, that they have
0: sure sure so so you make a decision that maybe this is something i'm interested in then where do you go from there and do, do you just start or is there a process so when we got married when, yeah. when i got married to carly
1: we moved down to atlanta mm-hmm. which is un- completely unrelated to the first time i was in so why atlanta my sales job took me down there oh ah, okay and I wasn't a big fan of my sales job. Yeah. She wasn't a big fan of my sales job. Yeah. But it was an adventure. Mm-hmm. You're getting married. You mm-hmm. start in a new city. You're sure. starting new together. Sure. And we got married in Fort Wayne. We flew out from Fort Wayne, flew back into Atlanta. Yep. That was our start of our life in Atlanta. The first day.
0: And is your yeah. demeanor still, I don't want to live in Fort Wayne? Or are you no, softening on that? No, no. I
1: I like For- I, yeah. I Fort Wayne. Sure. Sure, and so when I say I knew I didn't want to live in Indiana, yeah. I'm here, yeah, yeah, and I like it. Yeah. I'm not going anywhere. Sure, sure. Um, so we we came back from our honeymoon, and the next day I said, "Carly, this job ain't for me. Oh, the sales wow. job." She's wow. like, "You just
0: moved me to Atlanta,"
1: <laughs> yeah. And but it was a great that first year was was great. Yeah, and so. Sure. In that process, but that was 2008. I don't know if you remember what mm-hmm. happened. 2008. Sure do. Yep. Lawyers were getting fired; they mm-hmm. weren't getting hired. Yeah. At that point, I said, "Okay." I'm Everybody go. was getting fired. Everybody not was hired getting at fired. That point. Yeah. Especially transactional lawyers. Sure. I mean, sure. there was no yeah. there was no business yeah. going on. Yeah. And so I called my father-in-law, called yeah. Tom, and said, "Tom, I know I want to work for you eventually." Mm-hmm. Um, now it seems as good, good as time as any, and he said, yeah. "He said, come on back." And so we spent a year down there. I came back and I said, "Are you going to have enough to work?" Enough work for me to do. Yeah, yeah, I thought I don't want to be a charity case. Sure, sure. And he just laughed. <laughs> <laughs>
0: He's like, "Don't worry. Yeah, yeah. We we got enough." So and at the time, how many attorneys are with the firm when when you join? I there was a guy going
1: out right when I mm-hmm. came in, so it, it it worked well. I would have been busy anyway, yeah. but it worked well because he was leaving sure, he his caseload up. and I was yeah, picking them up. Yeah, okay. okay. So yeah, uh, I feel like there was Tom and his partner at that time, and then. So I think I was just the third attorney in the office
0: at oh, wow. that time. In okay. the four-way office. Sure, In sure. the four office. Okay, all right. Okay, so you you at this point, you obviously have a law degree, but you'd never done personal injury. I didn't uh, want to. Again, yeah. that was one of those things I knew I did. I wanted to do transactional work because my
1: background's in accounting. Yeah. I didn't want to do uh, litigation. Mm-hmm. I wasn't—the— the, the The idea of being adversarial Mm -hmm. and arguing every single day was exhausting to me. But it's not – that is really not Mm -hmm. what a personal injury practice looks like. It's Mm -hmm. more – I mean, you're not cooperating with insurance companies, but what you're doing is you're trying to provide that insurance company, that computer, with mm-hmm. mu- as much information yep. as as you can yep. so that they can tick off the right boxes and get you to the
0: correct mm-hmm. range and mm-hmm. value for the case. Yeah. Okay. All right. So al- along the way somewhere, you start to ta- take an interest in, if if I am reading the tea leaves right, or... Are asked to take an interest in the marketing side of this, correct? Yeah, I. It's something I enjoy yeah. a lot. Yeah. So what's what's that like, <laughs> from <laughs> yeah. your seat in terms of marketing a personal injury firm, one that that you know had a reputation is now rebranded? What's all that looked like from your perspective? What are some of the challenges? What are some of the things you think have been successful about it?
1: Uh, well, first, Tom's been doing. Uh, been very very heavily involved in the marketing yep. for Blackburn and Green and
0: Blackburn and Romy from the get go. So yeah. Tom's. It was cover the phone book. It was billboards. It was buses. It was I all mean, that as,
1: as Tom tells the story. He's the guy who invented the phone book. <laughs> he's the guy <laughs> who basically, yeah. you know, he he brought the idea to the phone book company uh, okay. before, and they they rejected it the first time. Like, now our the phone book is like a sacred, like, come on, like all you're doing is selling ads to the whole thing. That's all it is. Yeah. Obviously the yellow pages. Yeah. And so eventually that's how, that's how they built their business. Uh, They built their business on the front of the phone book. Interesting. And so I remember coming on uh, again when it was still Blackburn and Green and we were on, we were on phone books longer than we needed to be. Yeah. Yeah. And so we would always tell Tom, hey, Tom, the day is gone. It's or, it's gone. Let's yeah. let's get off the phone book. Yeah. And so he'd go to the to the annual meeting or whatever it was with the phone, the yellow pages reps. Yeah, and he'd come back. He'd be like, guys, <laughs> got a deal. He's like, I got a deal. <laughs> we're saving money. Yeah, but we're on more books. Like no, don't. And so eventually, yeah. I mean, and for him, I understand. Like that, it worked. That built his business. Yeah. It didn't just work. I mean, yeah, it worked very very yeah. well. Yeah, and so, but. If you're on the front of a phone book and, like, there's not just one phone book. Mm-hmm. They're all over the
0: mm-hmm. state. And so mm-hmm. it gets re- it's really yeah. expensive. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. So so when you step in, how much of a learning curve is there? And when do you actually feel like, okay, I can start contributing on the marketing side? Or do you do that immediately because you have a, have a objectivity and you're not sort of, uh, you know, held down by some of the things that uh, mm-hmm. someone with more experience might know?
1: Uh. It, that's a, that's an ongoing—there's it, always stuff to learn, mm-hmm. right? And so my—the biggest challenge that I've had is becoming conversant enough in the areas that I just—I don't know what I don't know. Sure, sure. So, like, we all see billboards, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. It's not that hard to understand. Correct, correct, yeah. You know, we we figure out, okay, what are the best times to have your commercials running mm-hmm. on TV? It's not that hard to understand— What's been hard for me is just becoming informed enough in the digital yeah side well, of advertising s e o and there's all like there's there's so many and yeah. it's and it's constantly changing it seems like, sure. and so to have that conversation with the people who do it for us yeah
0: yeah well well one of the things that you know when when we work with clients. It, one of the things we say is it's stuff that you could figure out on your own, but it would become your full-time job. So, you know, what and, and individually, understanding billboards individually isn't difficult, but billboards and digital media and TV and radio and all the options therein and then prioritizing is hard. Yeah. Deciding with this world of seemingly infinite options, what do we actually do with the finite resources we have?
1: And, Tom, a- another component of this is the – Family relationship we yeah. have with the guy who makes the decisions, yeah. right? And yeah. so, I mean, the firm is called Blackburn Romy, but it, at no point was it considered going to be considered to be called Romy Blackburn, right? <laughs> yeah. so, which is fine. Yeah. Yeah. I, and, sure. and that's, I mean, sure. that, And Jess, yeah. It, it, so he he does take input, yeah. But he's also been sure. doing this sure a very 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 long time. Yeah. And So sometimes I just had to poke him a little bit to say, I hey, hey, think. Think about it this way. And not to say my idea is better. It's sure. Just, I want my idea to, to, to yeah, be Yeah,
0: well, and, and, you know, honestly, in, in 2023, it's all an experiment. Ideally, it's an informed experiment. Yeah. Ideally, it's an educated experiment. But the, the, there's so many options now. In order to figure out what's going to work, you have to make smart decisions and then try stuff and say what worked, what didn't. And Tom has been very good
1: at that. So yeah. he, even though he, we were on Yellow Pages a long time, and yeah. we, we kind of poke him about that, he is – he is not afraid to try. Yeah. Hey, we have – because it's a very com- – our field is very competitive. Oh, yeah. for sure. Very competitive for in sure. terms of advertising dollars. How do you spend it? Yeah. And you don't want to burn a 30% of your budget mm-hmm. on something that's not working. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And so you you just have to be aware of whatever what everyone else is doing and, and yeah. figure out how do we –
0: match that or, or beat that or. Yeah. So, so how do you find the time for the more administrative stuff while you're also practicing law and serving clients? How does that fit into your work day, your work week? Well, you've, you've, you kind of touched on it a little bit.
1: Uh, you could learn how to do this, but it's just going to take all your time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so my personality is very, very, this is a very hard part for me mm-hmm. is to figure out do I need to be looking at the how
0: mm-hmm.
1: or the who? So yeah. if I got a project, do I need to figure out how to do it, mm-hmm. or do I need to figure out who should be doing yeah, it for sure? For and sure. so on stuff digital advertising. That's yeah. a in theory, it's a how, yeah. but it's a definite who. Sure. Who do we want to be doing sure. all of that stuff sure. for us? Sure. And so there's I, your real question. Your first question was, how do you figure out th- all the time? Yeah, yeah. I haven't. I mean, I haven't. I mean, you go home and you think about it, and it's like you get up at 6 o'clock, 5 o'clock in the morning to figure out how, okay, i got to finish those last emails. Yeah. Is, we we work a lot.
0: Yeah, for sure, for yeah. sure. Well, one of the things that has always stuck with me is something that I don't know if if most people would call it marketing, but that yeah. you you were doing at one point with the buses. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah. really you know helped you build a name for yourself. So talk a little bit about what was the brainchild there? What were you doing, and and what did that result in, if anything, from a recognition standpoint?
1: Right. So just to recap, because. You and I know what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, most people but won't know what and I'm 99% about. Yeah. of people yeah. will not know what we're talking about. So uh, back, uh, my gosh, I forget what year it was, but there was that incident where the girl had was passing a bus mm-hmm. and she ran into, mm-hmm. she killed three kids mm-hmm. and significantly, seriously injured a fourth. Mm-hmm. Um, and she served prison time. And the result of that was the governor or the government was very proactive in trying to cut down mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. Uh, people passing stop school buses. And so they were yep. giving out grant money. And so Fort Wayne got some of that like grant money. Mm-hmm. Fort and PD set up a bus stop sting, mm-hmm. if you will. Yeah. A bus stop enforcement. And it just so happened that there was a residential home right next to our office mm-hmm. on Jefferson Boulevard. Mm-hmm. Jefferson Boulevard is five lanes. Yep. Right where we are. One of
0: the busiest roads in Fort Wayne. Very, very
1: busy yep. road. And it's just kind of a – we're in a very, very – it's like the perfect storm for a bus stop sting because Jefferson Boulevard is divided – is a divided road everywhere else except, except for four. about 800 mm-hmm. feet in front of our office. Yeah. yeah. And so there was a kid – there was one residential house on this street. I mean, mm-hmm. it, again, and there was a kid who got picked up mm-hmm. at our, with the bus. Like at 4.30 every yeah. day. And, and the and rules apply
0: morning. whether it's one kid or multiple kids. It does,
1: yeah. And yeah. but if it was a divided road, the rules
0: would not apply to
1: those. The those people cur- traveling on the other side of the road wouldn't have to They wouldn't have to stop, but they did. And so for like two months straight, the police set up in our mm-hmm. parking lot yeah. and would catch five, six, seven, yeah. eight people at a time. Yeah, yeah. And so one day I set up a video camera and just recorded it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I thought, this will be interesting. Yeah. No commentary. Just set up a video camera, yeah. recorded it, and sure. posted it, and it got a ton of response. Yeah. Ton of, I was like, well, hmm. So the next day, I went Facebook Live, mm-hmm. and that got a good response. Yep. And then so by the end, I was doing Facebook Live in the morning, in yeah. the afternoon. People were literally planning their days. Yeah, you were around. for a while, you
0: were like the, the bus yeah. stop guy. <laughs> yeah, I was the bus stop guy. And I mean, yeah. the,
1: there was, a, I think, two or three news, like yeah. radio stations came out, fifth, Channel 15, Channel Twenty yeah. came out, did interviews. It was just a very interesting
0: yeah. thing. And it's still paying dividend, frankly. Well, well what I love about yeah. it is it's related to your work. There's a lot of people who there'll be a gimmick and it'll be, you know, viral. They'll have yeah. its moment, but it's not at all tied back to what you do. But this is very relevant to the work that you do. So it's sort of a talking point for, hey, you know, ultimately our job is to, Keep people safe and make yeah. sure that they don't have, they don't get themselves in a situation where they're up against an insurance company. And we protect them when they do, but here is a way to avoid the problem altogether. This was a, it yeah. was,
1: it was, it was fun because we we tried to have fun with it. It wasn't, yeah, sure. It, it, we did a lot of commentary, and we, I'm yeah. saying we isn't. It was me. I like I yeah. did a lot of commentary. Yeah. I'm not sure. I don't refer to myself as we. Sorry. <laughs> uh, you only refer to yourself as Chad. Yeah. Rooney, right. Yeah, then, the third person. Yeah, <laughs> and then but. Then the house, they somebody tore the house down. Yeah. So there's there yeah. will be no, all the kids are safe, but my Facebook live career is in a shambles. Yeah, yeah. Because we yeah. haven't done one for yeah. a few years
0: yet. Yeah. No. Well, it's something that's always stuck with me. I thought it was interesting and I always wanted to kind of hear your side of it. So, so talk if you would about some of the things. Obviously, sharing only what you can share that, that you're working on related to the marketing side? What are some of the things you're doing as you're building this brand while also serving clients? What are some of the things that are your top priorities right now from a marketing standpoint?
1: Marketing, so um, just got back from a conference down in New Orleans where mm-hmm. it was all about marketing and management. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's just so much going on right now in marketing, mm-hmm. uh, especially with uh, developments in AI. Mm-hmm. That's another one of those areas where I, I don't know what's going on. Sure. Right. So I'm trying to I'm trying to completely immerse myself in the new technology that's yeah. out there, uh, artificial intelligence, mm-hmm. so that I can have the conversation mm-hmm. with the when we figure out who who the who is. Yeah. I, I want to know a little bit
0: about the how so I can figure out
1: yeah. The who. So who
0: actually knows what they're talking about?
1: Yeah. Right. And yeah. there are there's just so many different tools now that mm-hmm. you can use yeah. to. It, and, and you know it's, it's all about creating content. Mm-hmm. You want to be out there. Mm-hmm. On social, so that people will see you as a real person, yeah. and and because it, it, personal is your law firms. I mean, you see our commercials, mm-hmm. and our commercials are very, very serious. Mm-hmm. We're we, we do not joke around in our commercials. Sure. I mean, I think just recently we convinced Tom we should be allowed to smile in our commercials. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So, so uh, that, that, that that's a that's a industry trend though. If you drive by most law for law firm billboards there's not a lot of smiling on the billboard <laughs> yeah, a couple of a couple guys do and they're smiling they're always smiling yeah then some firms yeah. just just never smile yeah for sure for sure so um, so you're looking at AI and how can that help accelerate things and feed the content beast what are some other things you're looking at oh gosh um, from a
1: digital standpoint the the and when when I look at social, I used to be of the mindset that hey, I can create this this community mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. of I just I don't think that's realistic mm-hmm. for personal injury firms. Mm-hmm. I think I can do it personally. Yeah. It's just a matter of having the time to do it. Sure. But when I look at there's there's a there's a very, very large personal injury law firm that has just come into Indiana. Mm-hmm. Um but they're they're an a bill, if there were a billion states, they'd be in a billion minus one. They're, <laughs> yeah. they're in all of them. I, yeah. think I think their advertising budget is, I'm not kidding you, it, it's probably nine figures. Mm-hmm. It is an enormous, mm-hmm. enormous. Yep. When I look at their social media, they're getting two, three, four interactions. Yep. People just don't care to interact yep. with mm-hmm. a, and it's. You know the, the, the popular thing on social is engagement yeah. they're not getting engagement mm-hmm. unless they do and occasionally they do yeah. they're probably no. paying for top of mind awareness is what they're doing and that's what you're yeah. doing and yeah. so I used to think this hey we're going to produce enough content that people will want to be on our no one's going to want to come yeah. to a personal <laughs> <laughs> entry yeah. law sure. firms sure. social media yeah. and so what I'm what I'm trying to do is to figure out how to produce that type of content mm-hmm. kind of individually.
0: Yeah. You yeah. know,
1: Chad will do it, Chris will do it.
0: Yeah. I'm so, not going to do it, but. So, yeah. so, how do you differentiate yourself in that competitive environment? What, you know, you have an opportunity as a not a new firm, but a new brand to kind of plant a flag and say, this is what we're about. How do you do that as a law firm when you're competing with? entities that are in, you know, a million minus one states.
1: Yeah. Well, there are, are – what we're trying to do is position ourselves as local. Mm-hmm. And not just trying to. We are yeah. local. And so we we try to be as involved as we can mm-hmm. in local causes. And so mm-hmm. we'll get involved in, in a, a variety – and we have this on our website – a variety of different charities, yeah. Yeah. Uh, not only with our time, but with our money. Sure. Um, and so that really does help us. And – it's it's the important part of then uh, from a marketing standpoint is is making sure that we're telling that story. Mm-hmm. If we're going to be doing it, we should yeah. be telling the story. Well,
0: and that's a good place for social to come in, right? To right. tell the story of how you're giving back to the community, how you're involved right. in the community, because mm-hmm. while that might not lead to a lot of engagement, it's a it's a place where people, I think, they want to see that content from brands, Yeah, and it doesn't necessarily compete with your main message of, we're a really great personal um, you know, injury firm, and we can help you there, too. And being
1: local is, it's a it's a delicate balance of how you advertise. When we've had multiple times where smaller firms have referenced us mm-hmm. in their ads, mm-hmm. not by name, but you know, yeah. you know who they're yeah, talking why, about. You, know,
0: you why do you need a man with a motorcycle? Yeah, yeah something yeah, like yeah, that. You yeah. know.
1: Yeah. And <laughs> when when you're a bigger firm, you don't you don't punch down. Not, not, I mean, these are still
0: very very fine lawyers, but you don't reference the other law firm sure. in your advertising. Yeah. And so, Avis always says number 2 in trying, hard, trying Hotter hurts doesn't mention Avis. Yeah.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And so
0: yeah, if I can use a very dated reference by yeah. the way. Yeah.
1: So what's we like to to position ourselves as the local the local choice. Yeah. Not just because hey, you should support local and that's the the noble thing to do. Mhm. I believe it pr- provides a tremendous amount of value to your case mm-hmm. that you're getting somebody who works with the judges yep. and the lawyers. Not that the judge is going to give me a deal. Because, sure.
0: But you understand but them I better. understand
1: how they mm-hmm. think. I, mm-hmm. I know where the courthouse is. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. I know where the – and you you, you kind of chuckle. There are firms who advertise very, very heavily in our mm-hmm. area who don't have a single active lawsuit in our mm-hmm. county. And mm-hmm. some people say, well, that's good. They're not suing people. If you are practicing in this field, yeah. you will have files in litigation. Mm-hmm. You will be suing people. Yeah. yeah. And if you if you hiring a lawyer who doesn't have a single active lawsuit in your county, there's 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 reasons that you should reconsider. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. And so, but it's hard to it's hard to say. I can say that here because we're kind of talking yeah, informally. Sure. You can't say that. You on can't your put TV. that in an ad. No, yeah. you can't. Yeah.
0: Yeah, well it's I think it's it's implied, you know, we're local and you know, we're also good. And if you right. combine those two things, yeah. you know, and, maybe there's something. And so those are the kind of areas that you can kind of talk yeah. about that
1: in social. Mm-hmm. You can you can touch on that yeah. to say, hey, these are the reasons why you'd want to
0: consider mm-hmm. hiring somebody who knows all the defense attorneys. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and video content is a place where you can do that and have it reside on your website and say, we're going to tell you some little stories that, mm-hmm. you know, if you're researching us, or you're taking the time to look us up, maybe that's the one you hit on and it's the right. difference maker. But as you well know, you got to put a lot of messages out there for the one that you need to hit the right person to hit them at the right time. And, you know, it's somewhat of a crapshoot. It's not entirely uh, luck. But there's some luck involved. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, let's pivot to a few quick questions and take as long with your answers as you'd like. But career advice, what have you learned? You've done some interesting things, leaving what many people would consider a great job to take a risk and say, I don't want to do this. I don't know what I want to do, but I'm going to figure that out. You've had now a successful career with the same entity for a while. What have you learned along the way? Maybe you'd share it with your kids, maybe you'd share it with someone who's just getting it started out in the practice of law. What's your best advice from a career standpoint?
1: The when I was getting ready to go to law school, I I called a guy from that had gone to Black Christian mm-hmm. and had actually gone to UVA. Mm-hmm. And and he said, Chad, it's not too late to not go. <laughs> and I think the what if you're gonna go into law mm-hmm. in particular. You do not want to set yourself up to have to take a job that you don't want. Mm -hmm. I knew going into that job in Atlanta, I didn't want it. Mm -hmm. Because I'd already worked there the summer before and I just I I knew then big law firm life is not something that I want to see myself doing. I mean when you get when you look at the guys who are in the corner offices and these guys are probably making seven figures Mm -hmm. and they're all miserable. Mm -hmm. Just miserable Mm -hmm. people. And I thought That's the goal, yeah. (laughs) Like to to be to be that guy, yeah. And so, if because getting through four years of undergrad and Mm -hmm. and three years of law school is so expensive Mm -hmm, now. I mean, it's mm -hmm. it was expensive back in two thousand two when I graduated, but it is. I mean,
0: skyrocketing. Well, the four the four years of undergrads, a hundred grand for you know most private schools, yeah, insane. So just.
1: Give be open, be open to all sorts of. I guess be open to all sorts of ideas. And and, and my wife is not giving going to let me give this advice to our kids. So don't be afraid to take time off in between high school and college. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's it's it's probably a path that a lot of people don't consider because mm-hmm. this is just what you do. Yeah. But to get your footing of figuring out who you are really where you want to be because yeah. your investment is so you're talking about six figures of investment, especially yeah. if you're gonna to go to a professional school. Yeah. You're gonna talk about two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars worth of yeah. educational expenses. Yeah. All that to say, if you think you work wanna work in a big law
0: firm, big office, call me. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. It's for some people, it was not for me. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that's fair. And you know the 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 adage about college is that you're going to learn a career path while in parallel learning who you are. It would be great if you could do the latter first and yeah. then say, okay, now that I understand myself better. When you're, there's no perfect way to do it. Yeah, I mean, for I, sure. it, That,
1: like, when I, I went to Manchester knowing that I wanted to be an accountant, mm-hmm. I, I got two degrees in accounting. I got a master in mm-hmm, accounting. Mm-hmm. I sat for the CPA exam. Yeah. I, I never picked up a calculator yeah. after that, right? Yeah. So
0: yeah. Yeah. Well, I tell my son, my son just finished or is close to finishing at Ball State, and he's going through a little bit of a struggle like, oh, I studied this, and now what if it's not what I want to do? Um, and I told him, I said, welcome to adulthood. That's everybody. Wow. And I think there's actually more people I know who aren't using the specific thing they study in college than who are. Um, yeah. So I think that's very much of a piece with what you're saying in that- it's okay to take a different path because most people don't have figured it out figured out and the component that neither one of us touched on is
1: i don't know what what work life is going to look like because mm-hmm. we're talking about ai mm-hmm. i don't know which yeah. which jobs are going to be meaningless yeah, for like sure. that are. i know there there are going to be certain types of lawyers that that mm-hmm. they're just not going to be needed anymore yeah. uh because of developments technology and and it's we're still at
0: the beginning phases, but yeah. 20 years from now, I don't know what it's going to look like. Yeah. Well, I'm older, maybe significantly older than you. The internet for me was a post-college phenomenon. I did not get on the internet until 1994 and I finished college in 93. Now my job is the internet. That's, that's yeah. my job. Yeah. So, you know, it's, you can't prepare for that specifically, but I think you can pre- prepare philosophically for where I begin my career is not where I'm going to end. So I need to be flexible. I need to be a continuous learner and I need to be open to possibilities that aren't necessarily what I planned. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Second quick question. (laughs) This one might be easy. What are some myths or misconceptions about the work that you do that you would like to clear up? Yeah. So it was, and I I can say there are myths or
1: or misconceptions because I I bought wholeheartedly into all of them. Yeah. yeah. uh, That. The people that I meet that come in to hire me, they don't want to be there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're not. They're not like, oh my gosh, I've done it. Yeah, I've this is my ma- lucky break. I've made yeah. it, yeah. and so. But I have had so many people apologize just mm-hmm. for being there mm-hmm. because they grew up with yeah. the mindset of what I'm doing. There's there's something morally. Mm-hmm. Wrong mm-hmm. with pursuing a claim mm-hmm. against an insurance company mm-hmm. and there's and there's something noble about letting the insurance company keep their money mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I couldn't disagree more yeah there's nothing noble they if if you get injured and you have medical bills and you're out of work and you have injury that that lasts with you for a short period of time or mm-hmm. ongoing yeah the What the insurance company can't do is press their, hey, we're going to reverse time. Mm -hmm. Now you've avoided the accident. Yeah. Every one of my clients would choose that. Yeah. Every single one. I've never had a client who's looked at a large check. Mm -hmm. And some of them have been very, very large. They've never looked at it and said, this was worth it. Mm -hmm. I would do that again. I hope Mm -hmm. this happens to the other side of my body. Mm -hmm. Jeez. All right. My my last, I had a trial last year. The offer was very, very low. And big insurance company, the offer was very low. And it was a, and they wouldn't even go to mediation. Like they said, we don't think your client, we don't believe your client. And my client was as likable as you could get. Mm -hmm. She was just in a minor accident and she was just that small percentage of people that didn't get better. Mm -hmm. And the jury came back and awarded her a ton of money. I would have probably 99 times out of a hundred, it would have been less than that. She got a, Mm -hmm. she got a lot of money and she looked at me and she said, is that all? And she wasn't being greedy. Mm-hmm. She was saying, I have, I have 30 more years to mm-hmm. live with mm-hmm. this. And that's all they think it's worth. Yeah. And so it wasn't a, oh, I wanted more money. It was, mm-hmm. it was like a. Is a, this what my life is worth? Yeah. yeah. And so, and so that is, the, the misconception is that people are trying to make a buck off something yeah. they don't deserve. Yeah. They didn't yeah. deserve to go through it. Mm-hmm. The law, unfortunately, only provides money compensation for damages. Yeah, yeah,
0: so. yeah. No, that's really great perspective. Okay, um, a, less, a less heavy one. Okay. In terms of the work you do, what's something you use? It could be a tool, a tip, a trick, a hack. It could be something that seems pretty obvious. It could be something not so obvious that you think doesn't get enough appreciation.
1: Well, I don't know if it's I don't know if it's gonna work yet. And we talked about it <laughs> a yeah. before this. I with with so many jobs now, we just get inundated with emails. Mm-hmm. I mean, just mm-hmm. it's it's a yep. constant barrage yep. of emails, and so I'm trying something new in my signature, which basically and professionally says, "Don't email me back." Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, hey, don't say thanks to me. Don't say mm-hmm. okay, I got your email. Save your save your five seconds. Save my five seconds because if another fifty people do that to me today, that adds <laughs> yep. up. And and so I don't know how it's going to work. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I, obviously, I'm not going to say that to a client. To an adjuster? Uh, sure. Yeah, don't, 100%. Yeah, yeah. Well,
0: and, and I think it's in how you say it, right? I'm, I'm kind of famously here at Asher. I'm someone who is who is known for answering three-paragraph emails with words like yes or no. Because and that's how it's it, – yeah, you don't have a you don't have a choice. It's tra- You know, if, if I do that, then I can get through the next five emails. If I don't, yeah. you know, I'm taking those home or taking them home on the weekend. Yeah. Um, but I, I like the spirit of that. I would love to hear how that experience. Well, I let works. Chat
1: GPT give me the, the you know, <laughs> yeah. AI give me a bunch of varieties of it, and none of them are perfect. Yeah. Because the ones that because I want to say it nicely. But yeah. the ones that say
0: it nicely are really long. Yeah, and no one's going to read them. Yeah. No one's going to read them. Especially if they're buried in the signature. <laughs> yeah. Are gonna, yeah. yeah. Yeah, especially if you're an attorney because people think it's a disclaimer of some yeah. kind. Yeah, so no,
1: it's going before my name. Yeah. Before my name is, if you want to say thanks, don't. Yeah, yeah. Well, I yeah. think, it's, I think yeah.
0: it's fair that that's the beginning of the email to say, you know, hey, I re- understand it's well-intentioned that you want to do this stuff yes. but stop let's yeah. all of us stop right now and see if how if we works
1: all now. stop doing that yeah, yeah or yeah. replying all so correct yes there's all sorts of different ways and I'm I'm on this this learning adventure to try to figure out how do I streamline my email mm-hmm. just something as simple as if you're sending out a, an email blast yeah. you put that you put the everyone in mm-hmm. the bcc rather than the and to the two because yeah. if they're in the BCC you're not going to get
0: the reply yeah. no one replies all yeah. well, they can't Yeah, unless they really want to add everybody to it uh, yeah. don't be that guy <laughs> yeah well I am, yes. I am personally fascinated in how this experiment goes yes. so please report back and I let will. us know yeah. alright well Chad thanks for that and thanks for being on the Asher Marketing Podcast thank you we appreciate it and thanks to everyone who took the time to listen to this episode of the Asher Marketing Podcast we'll be back next time with another great guest and we hope you'll join us then